1: Terms and conditions
2: apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook DynaPro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the tyrack.com studios. Tyrac.com, we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Got a lot to get to, including um, more running back talk. John Middlecoff will join us, 25 after the hour. Sean McVay is uh, finally asked about the field goal to nowhere. Do you guys know if I say field goal to nowhere, do you understand the reference? That's the old bridge to nowhere. You guys know the bridge to nowhere political stuff?
3: No, what is it? Isn't. I thought it was a
4: talking head song, The Road to Nowhere, but No, close. Bridge
2: <laughs> to Nowhere was uh I think wasn't that in Alaska where they they raised money for like a bridge to a place where nobody actually goes, whatever. Um, I believe that's that's what it's from. And it's one of those political stories like how did this all how did they get all that money? And what did all the money actually go to? It's funny, like, we use the word gate because it's a tip of the cap to Watergate, and how many people who use the "spy gate" whatever stuff, even know what Watergate was or how it went down anymore? Like, I, I do think it's a prerequisite for if you're going to use a historical reference,
3: you actually have to know what that historical reference is. It was a 3.2-mile uh, road that was built at a cost of $28 million wow. on the uh, Kuwait Pacific Company of Anchorage. So it was not Alaska. Yeah. Okay,
2: I got that right. And it was it was uh, what is it called when there's a uh, when when you, there's a bunch of money and no one it's spent on a project but nobody actually knows totally where it where it goes. I forget what that's called. It's not a quagmire. What's a quagmire? Can you look up the definition of quagmire? would love to know that.
3: Isn't that like a sticky situation or something like a quandary? Uh, Well,
2: there's gridlock. I know what that is, right? That's when things get, it's like, that's a traffic reference.
4: Filibuster. Is it kind of like that too?
2: Uh, A filibuster is kind of like political gridlock, but a filibuster is when, you know, in order to not get a law passed, they just keep having people come up and talk and talk and talk and talk. So they never get to the point to where they have to have a vote, <laughs> political filibuster.
3: It's a like, quagmire, in the sense you're trying to use it, is a awkward, complex, and hazardous situation.
2: Right. So you make it into a quagmire, and then you and it's and anytime somebody asks where the money went, you filibuster, and then end, end up people just, you know, with all the gridlock, they just decide to hell with it. Uh, I'm 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 moving on. Anyway. Um, Two Monday night football games last night. What's the takeaway? I mean, I don't know. Saints and uh, Panthers were really hard to watch. It, it wasn't that the Steelers-Browns was easy to watch, but at least it's the Steelers, a gigantic name team, and like checking in on Deshaun Watson, who
5: stinks.
2: He's not good. Right? And it's one of those. Did anyone actually watch Deshaun Watson play last year? Anybody? I mean, Byer, I know he's working, and so it's really hard. Plus, he's a Seahawks fan, so it's a game that he's going to watch every snap of. It's the Seahawks. Ramos is a Rams fan. They didn't play the Browns last year, did they? No. And we Charger fans, we didn't watch the Browns last year. And I know he didn't play until you know late in the season because, but I hadn't watched him play. In four years? And there was nothing about his play. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Stinks. Not good. Not good. Um, And it's something about that Browns uniform, right? I guess you put it on and just bad. And then you had the Nick Chubb injury, which uh, causes more and more of the running back discussion. First thing is, and I say this every year when it happens, there are three types of people in this world. I don't want to see it. Please don't show it to me. You can just tell me if you want to describe it. Fine. Oh, it even sounds hard to think about, but I don't want to see it. There's the, you know, I got to look once just so I can see what everybody's talking about. And then there's the screwed up people like me are like, Ooh, show it to me again. Ew, show it to me again. Ew. Hey, dude, check this out. Like, literally, I was playing pickleball last night, and my phone blew up because I had sent out a tweet previously about running backs. Like, did you see Nick Chubb? I was like, I went to, whoa, and then I started showing it to everybody. We stopped everything we're doing. Fire, help me out. You're a once guy?
5: I'm usually a zero guy, but I did watch it. I did. You saw it last night? Yeah, you
2: saw it. You didn't watch it. You didn't go like, hey, I want to see this. Just
5: I did seek a replay and then kind of watched it through my fingers. And? <laughs> yeah, it finger. was not good. It was um, no, it was not good at all.
2: I think where I would draw the line is if a leg tore off, right? Because last night it looked like the only thing keeping that leg together was the skin. Because like, you could see like you could see the dislocation. It was pretty apparent that that thing became dislocated. I think had again and this is like more of like a uh Game of Thrones type of deal or some fantasy thing where like the leg actually tore off. That part I would go like, yeah, I don't really need to see that. Well, maybe once. Okay. But it was that was a lot. And I was imp- and here's the thing, I really like Nick Chubb. Does anybody not like Nick? And I think a lot of people like him, not just because he's good, but and he doesn't have, he's not constantly barking. But we play fantasy football, and if you get Nick Chubb, you know that guy's going to be productive. And and there's certain levels
4: of a hyperextension.
2: That wasn't a hyperextension. That was a dislocation. Because they called it
4: a hyperextension of the knee. That's no, what he was I saw. Definitely
2: hyperextended. Okay. It was hyper—if that's hyper, it was hyper like me in third grade. Okay.
4: That's how hyper— That's what I mean. The, the, I, I look—yeah, I look at hyper extension it's just like the knee goes back and it kind of just goes a little bit farther than I, it should. I
2: just didn't think we needed all the all the updates from all the different reporters. Like, uh, Kevin Stavansky reports that Nick Chubb's out. going me be out with knee injury for the rest of the season. Like, yet we saw the, uh, the leg almost come off
3: the other end of the leg. But Joe Book added a layer to your scenario. You're saying there's three kinds of people? Yeah. I think last night he added a layer because this is what I heard him say. We're not showing the replay of the other side of the field because it's too much. Yes. So, another layer would be that person that hears that and then makes it his goal to find that angle, as opposed to me who heard that and was like, oh, cool, I'm good. They saved me having to watch it, you know? Hmm.
2: Um, here's Kevin Stefanski after the game. Reports are clear,
3: uh, uh, from NFL Network that- that Nick has suffered multiple torn ligaments in, in, in I can't I without imaging I can't say so uh significant knee injury. Do
2: you anticipate him being out for the season? Yeah, I, I mean that's what what are you going to say? All right? Here's Deshaun Watson after the game. I know he don't have the C on his, on his jersey but you know he, he's a captain. He's a he's a leader. He's the definition of this of this team of this city of this organization and um you know we got a a lot of holes to fill you know why he's why he's away so um I mean it's even tough to even speak on it you know I just want to just keep praying for him and his family and um just hopefully he you know we get the best outcome for him we're so used to seeing Chubb he's the one outside of me you know rallying everybody you know keeping everybody just along and, and going on and and you know you can kind of feel that throughout the game, just kind of the ups and downs, you know. But usually he's the one in the huddle talking to everyone. But uh, you know, having that that piece gone is is it was tough. Cassie has a question. Have it feels like the Deshaun Watson downfall is it? It's one of the bigger downfalls. Like Russell Wilson has aged and there's been a fall off, but he's had a long career of success. Deshaun Watson probably half the length of success, obviously not the playoff success. But after the where they have 24 nothing to the Chiefs, right? has never recovered. Not no one's ever recovered from that from that from that loss. Because if I'm if my memory strikes me and I'm I they traded Hopkins before that season and then that season went to the tank, right? and they won four games, and then he sat out, and then there were the allegations, and then everything else. But he was widely considered one of the brightest stars in the league. And even if you remove the off-the-field stuff in Houston from your consideration, which you can you can do, because I'm just talking about him as a football player. Like, he looked... Bottom 10 quarterbacks, and I'm being nice in the league last night. And I understand T.J. Watt's an incredible defensive player. Pittsburgh's defense is still really good. But he just didn't look good. He didn't look elite athletically. He missed on a bunch of throws. Um, The NFL has come out and said there's no additional fines for the hands on the official. But that's because the official put his hands on him and he's... Got to push him aside as he's talking, but he had the two face mask penalties, which I've never seen. I've never seen it called on a quarterback, let alone twice in a game on a quarterback. Byron, I'm thinking about. I'm trying to think of another guy who's. Now we have seen guys down and then rebound, but I don't. When when your game is so built around athleticism, and you look not terribly athletic. And he's always been a good thrower. He's not like he was Lamar as an athlete, or Lamar in terms of, but, man, not great. This
5: is a substantial downfall, maybe of the historic nature. Considering as well of winning a national championship at Clemson. And and, it, and his coach, and Dabo said he's the Michael Jordan of football, right? Yeah, yes. And was a guy who was well thought of in the community, big with charity. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of, of that Sort of fall, if you will. Yeah, this game, his game, the way like he's always been loose with the football. Yes, he's always held it too long and always been loose with the. Yes, football. Yes, yes, does not protect it. It's kind of always been out there, and, and that really hurt him last night on the on the last touchdown that ended up deciding the game. But but yeah, there was you. I think you felt with Deshaun Watson that at some point he would clean everything up, mm-hmm. and then it would all come together. And I think it's. Done the opposite. I don't think it's rust. I don't think it's two years off. I just think that this is who he is, and apparently he's not going to change.
2: Well, I, I think I would say it's some of the time off, because I think also with age you're not the same guy. With the time off, you're not the same guy. Um, clearly, with like you know, he's not viewed as the same guy, and and for. I know two GMs and I remember when the first Deshaun Watson allegations came out, I asked them, like, when you guys researched him, they're like, nothing clear, clean as the driven snow. Like everyone loved him at Clemson, loved him, swore by him as a person. And I'm also willing to believe that some of this stuff is, I'm not saying fabricated, but is, uh, is enhanced. You know, and made to seem bigger or worse. But still, there's enough of it to be like, yeah, that's, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. But I, I think there's, I would actually say there, there is something to the, it's hard to not play football for two years and be good. He has had two torn ACLs during his career. At some point, that catches up to you. At some point, you know, when you hold on to the football and you hold it loosely, as you pointed out, Dan Beyer, it catches up to you. And the things you've been able to get away with for a long time because you were just bigger, stronger, faster, smarter than everybody, it, it catches up to you. And then you factor in they're not great. They lose their running back. You're on the road. Pittsburgh's got a good defense. And you're no longer playing in the confines of a dome, which makes everything far easier for guys that throw or kick a football. And, yeah, it's all come to be like, he's not very good. Not very good. I mean, don't get me wrong, Kenny Pickett wasn't good either. But when we're starting to put Kenny Pickett, uh, Deshaun Watson in a Kenny Pickett conversation, that is is something no one ever expected to have,
6: ever. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings pick six. The crown is yours one offer per
4: new customer minimum five dollar first pick set to receive fifty dollars in pick six credits which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months restrictions apply limited time offer gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 18 plus plus in most eligible states age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply pick six not available in all states including but not limited to connecticut and new york for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where prohibited See Terms at picksix.draftkings.com/promos.
2: Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday with DraftKings Sportsbook? You can. They get the same game parlays. You can pocket more cash. You can buy multiple bets in one game. Download the app. Sign up with the code Gottlieb. Get a special offer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. You know, look, I don't hate being that guy. I just don't. And so before the game. I was that guy saying, hey, it's not even the end of week two and J.K. Dobbins is out for the year and Austin Eckler's already missed a big game and and they lost and now Saquon Barkley is going to miss time and you start to go through all the running backs who are banged up or nicked up or hurt and you're like, we're, we're literally through, not even through week two. Then Nick Chubb gets hurt. One of the best and highest paid running backs in the NFL. And again, like what you hear from people and like RG three tweeted out again yesterday, running backs need to get on a call. Another call. What call do they need to get on? It's right there in front of you. It's hard to keep them healthy. There's lots of guys to replace them. It's not, it, it, it doesn't have great long-term stability. Quarterbacks can play into their forties and be more than relatively effective. All the rules are set up to protect them, none to protect you. And we're supposed to double down and pay more money? Why? The running market back market is what it is. And last night was a perfect example. You put a bunch of money into one player, he gets hurt, and now what? Now you have to go out and find guys on the cheap. By the way, wasn't this the same team that Kareem Hunt? Wanted to be traded off of, right? Because he wasn't going to get used. This is a, also a classic, always be ready, stay ready. You never know. John Milkoff joins us. His podcast is called three and outs available in the uh, volume podcast network. He's a former NFL scout and uh, back to college in the college days. He was a grunt on some staffs and he joins us now breaking down everything we know about the NFL in week two. Um, we we all talked about the downfall of Russell Wilson and the fall-off in his career. Do you see a second uh, a comeback for Deshaun Watson after what we've watched so far in weeks one and two?
6: Well, the crazy thing is, Doug, is Russell is much older than him. And for as bad as it's going, I think currently he's a better player than Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, Deshaun, if you go back to the way he played he actually, when he was you know, viewed as a really good player, had a lot of parallels with Russell Wilson. He, Russell had a better arm, but they were both, they weren't runners, it, it, really. Even though they were viewed as runners, they were athletes that would keep plays alive behind the line of scrimmage, get outside the tackle box, and make explosive plays. And that that's sometimes hard you know, to just sustain forever. Russell did for much longer. You watched Deshaun tries to ad-lib last night. It doesn't work. He's not, at least right now, not a very accurate quarterback. You know, he missed a couple of just basic slant routes last night. They're just behind the wide receiver. It's like that that can't on third and eight. Like that, that can't happen. He hasn't beat. So I think the problem is there's no fit in the room with this guy, right? Everything that happened with him, the pressure on it. He missed so much time. He was awful last year. So, I guess on a bright note, he's better than he was those last five games. But given what they're paying him, and this happens I'm, – what I'm going to talk about tomorrow on the podcast, it happens all the time in the NBA. Because, oh, you just have to give him the max. Well, is he Giannis, Djokovic, uh, or Jokic, Steph, or LeBron? Because if he's not, like uh, – I, I don't know. That's not a great idea. And in football, like, is he Mahomes? Right, is he Josh Allen or even Lamar has proven to go to the playoffs year in, year out. This guy, to me, is not even a top-ten quarterback. So you start playing paying max money to guys who aren't playing like max players, it derails your team. And it happens in basketball, and it, it's going to start happening a lot in football. And you're seeing it happen with Russell Wilson. You're seeing it happen with Deshaun Watson. It happened last year with Kyler Murray. Uh, when, I, when I pay you a premium, I need you to be like, Every year, I don't know, at minimum, a Pro Bowl-level guy?
2: You, you, one would think. One would think. Uh, what about the other side? Is it Matt Canada or is it Kenny Pickett?
6: I think it's a combination of them both. When, when you have a Kenny Pickett, I would put Mac Jones in this situation, and I think Brock Purdy is a good example right now, is you are very, very dependent on the coach and the scheme. Because you are not Josh Allen or Lamar just at any moment. You're like, I'll just make something happen. We're Mahomes, right? So you, the X's and O's, impact your success. Because your talent is not top 10 talent in the position. So the timing, the rhythm of the offense, the design of the offense is, is important to you for your success. And Canada, let's face it, has really struggled as an offensive coordinator. But, like, Kenny Pickett, to me, when I watch him, a little like Mac Jones, he can only bring so much to the table, and when you do draft a guy at pick twenty or like Mac at pick fifteen, the expectations are pretty high. They just are. It shouldn't all be on the scheme, even though that player like doesn't change just because you draft him that high. So I think it's a combination of the two things. And the other elephant in the room is I've rooted for this guy since high school, followed his career really closely. But Najee Harris doesn't look like a very good player. No. So when you when you take a running back. You know, in, at whatever pick, you pick 23 or 24, it went like him and ETN. Tell what you want about ETN. At least he can be a hybrid guy, catch the ball, speed's a big part of his game. Najee looks pretty slow. He doesn't break that many tackles. He's, he honestly kind of looks like a guy. I mean, look at last night. Chubb goes down, and I didn't quite realize who it was until I looked him up, and that was the guy that transferred from Alabama, went to Cincinnati, uh, Ford. I mean, they didn't have a drop-off. He, he ran for 100 yards. Was, his speed was evident. He looked like an NFL starting running back. He looked
2: better than Najee Harris, and he was a fifth-round pick to a year ago. Well, doesn't that kind of uh, emphasize the point that we made in terms of the running back market, right? Like, one, guys like Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, already out for the year. Chubb is more like that's the problem with running backs is, like, you can't cut down the contact and all the bodies and rolling over like you can at other positions. So the the, the chance, the likelihood of injury, either short-term or long-term injury, is much greater that position. And then – there's bodies and dudes out there to replace them that don't cost much that there's not much of a drop-off with.
6: Why well, I thought last night was like an NFL economic lesson. The Steelers won simply because the second most important position in the NFL pass rushers, TJ Watt and Hysmith make a combined a ton of millions of dollars dominated, took over the game. And they are guys that every team in the league would want and would pay a lot of money, obviously, especially TJ and no one argues that Nick Chubb is not an awesome player, but he, the, the injury was horrific. They didn't skip a beat. Like, I, I heard, well, he went out. Well, yeah, their problem was not running the ball. The other guy came in, averaged like six and a half yards a carry. Looked freaking awesome. Like, I'd want that guy on my team. That, that's not, and I saw the he said today, like, we're just going to ride with him, as they should. I saw some people on Twitter were like, they should go after Jonathan Taylor after that. Watch that guy why would you? I'd definitely let it play out for a couple of weeks if he's gonna look good. I I, I yeah, one hundred percent. And that's listen, it sucks. Uh, but he's already been he got paid luckily, so it's gonna be a very I don't know if you saw the slow motion replay of it. It was it was pretty bad, but yeah. that's part of the deal.
2: Yeah. Um Bengals. What's going on there?
6: Well, I, I do wonder if he never really recovered fully from that calf injury. You know, he was good enough to play. He's a tough guy. He makes all, you know, he signs this big contract. He, I mean, the eye test looked pretty bad, Doug. I I thought Sunday against the Ravens, he looked just, this is not Joe Burrow. And clearly he re-injures that calf. And now I think it's more than questionable this week. Um, I I think they got some problems because if, if he's injured, you know, part of signing a contract like that, let's face it, football is very much, A short term sport, like you're always worried about the next week and that that season because you always have a chance to win. I I do think you got to be really careful, right? You you wouldn't want him ripping a calf or, you know, hurting another body part because he's overcompensating. So to me, it'd be on the table. And and listen, I know he's going to want to come back, but could he miss a couple games and all of a sudden you look up and they're like one and five? And this, I don't care who you are, you're you're not coming back from that in the AFC.
2: Um, What's wrong with the Chargers?
6: Um, uh, I mean, I, I think they had so much pressure on them from the way the last couple of years had played out that the margin for error in their operation, uh, obviously their coach has been one of the more polarizing guys. They, they made some moves, which I understand why they made, right? They, they make the trade for Khalil Mack. Khalil is kind of a guy now, you know, when you give up a second round pick and you pay him a lot of money and he's not giving you great, you know, reps off the edge. Well, why did they get him? Not that a lot of people wouldn't have been interested, but the head coach is banging the table. That's what kind of put him on the map when he coached him in Chicago. No question, he's one of his guys. And, yep. And J- and JC Jackson, like say what you want. Jack has a long history of be very buyer beware when you. I don't want.
2: To I don't guy. want. Any, I don't want anybody that the Patriots don't want, especially for the second year. First so, year maybe. He, second year, no shot. I want him. Yeah,
6: so de- defensively, right now they clearly have issues. If you just look at those two individual players, they've invested picks and and money into, aren't giving them anything. But but let's and, let's
2: let's not let like look. I'm a Herbert guy, right? We both think. And I, I saw some report where you know there's some AFC scout or executive that doesn't think he reads defenses. You know, in in during the plays all pre snap, which I, I have not heard from anybody else. But they were two of fourteen on third down against Tennessee. Tennessee's good. They're not 2-14 of 14 against the Chargers good. What's wrong with the offense?
6: That's a good question. I mean, Eckler was out last week. He has had two moments the last two weeks where, you know, could have had a big spot, and he didn't. So he, he bears some blames, too. Like, he deserves a lot. I think, though, they're in a position where the head coach is such the polarizing guy that he just overwhelms anyone talking about Herbert that to he even dive into that On the priority list of their problems, I think we would all agree he's not number one. Now, if he had played a little bit better on a given drive, yeah, are they one and one and not zero and two? But I think last week is a good example of if you flip flop coaches. If I told you coming into the season, Brable was the was the Chargers' coach, I mean, I think a lot of people would have picked them. Like maybe this year, Chiefs come back to earth a little bit, win eleven games, and the Chargers win the division.
2: I, I, I this is honestly this year with that division not very good. And I, no, I, not at I, all. I think the Chiefs are just okay. You know, just I think that's one reason one of the one of the reasons the Chiefs reworked this deal is because they realized we gotta get some better players in here for, for coming years.
6: Totally agree. But they're lucky right now, they're in a little bit of a situation that the Patriots were in for a lot of their dynasty. Like people are like, well, they played in a crappy division. Well, yeah, but we watched them all the other top teams in the AFC. They constantly beat, but they benefited from always going five and one, and six and zero. And I think the Chiefs. I mean the Raiders. Does any team that never drafts like in the top five that always ends up winning between like six, seven, eight games get blown out more consistently than the Raiders? Denver has major issues, and I think the Chargers. I know a lot of people don't think that they would do it, but if they're zero and four or one and five, would they just fire them and give Kellen Moore basically a? a, a Two month
2: interview? Yeah, I don't know. They they need to win this weekend in Minnesota,
6: right? It must win. Yeah, They need. If you lose this game, if you lose this game, I uh, would you agree you fire?
2: I I don't know. It's just not good. The the honestly, the most troubling part is like some of the defensive breakdowns are so bad, and I don't know if you saw the last Tennessee touchdown. Staley's literally standing at the ten yard line. Like, so if you can, there's nobody else who's at fault. Like it's his defense and he's yelling at them where to be. And a dude's wide open on a simple play action pass, right? Like on the two yard line. And, but,
6: and, think, and think, think about it, Doug, they lost the playoff game because of just wide open touchdowns in the second half. So they have nine months to just whether you got to simplify it. Defense is very complicated. It's hard. And no one even that watches football, follows football, pretends to be some defensive guru, right? It's why there's only a small percentage of really tangios and the Belichick. But, like, basic bust is low-level stuff in the NFL. And that feels like constantly happening to the Chargers.
2: Um, Okay. I have had several people tell me that McDaniels and the speed is – it's the perfect system for Tua – but they think second half of the season people will catch up to some of the scheme stuff, and two is just not that good. Um, where are you on the Dolphins?
6: Well, you got to give them, as the kids would say, their flowers for those first two weeks because their their offense has been pretty dialed. And you know Tyreek Waddle, I mean, talk about a really good pick. That guy. How often does a guy like five nine one eighty, a speedster, that gets drafted high in the NFL, ever live up to the hype? Almost ever.
2: <laughs> Almost never. He,
6: he's been he's been unreal. I was thinking about it today. What's going to define their season, and really, their—I mean, if they get the number one seed, that'll be a big benefit. But for weather games, like they—they—they they, they don't really have that many weather games late in the season. The Bills are coming to them. Looking at their schedule right now, the Jets are coming to them. They go to Washington in early December and to the Jets right around Thanksgiving, but at the Ravens 1231 like Tua to me is not some cold weather quarterback but this season it's not like their season ends with four games and if they're the number 1 seed you don't really have to go to Kansas City or to Baltimore so that i would say the number 1 seed and the seeding for them assuming Tua can stay healthy is a major major you know advantage for them or swing the other way because that that to me listen his arm they get rid of the ball really fast, and they run a lot of go routes. And he's been really accurate at them. But in the playoffs, when it's zero degrees, you know, think who really shined? Brady forever, because you gotta gotta throw some ropes uh, when it gets really cold. And that's that's not really to his deal. But with, through two weeks, they're 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 a great warm weather team. There's no doubt about that.
2: No, they're 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 fun to watch. Um, have the Washington Commanders found their quarterback?
6: Uh. I I wouldn't go that far yet. He he definitely, I mean, last week, how they came back from that, he definitely made some plays. This week, they're playing the, I mean, their next two weeks, come back to me uh, early early October. You got the Bills and the Eagles. You know, so if they win one of those two games and we're looking at them three and one, they have good defensive players, they have good offensive players. So if their quarterback position, and this gets to what we always say about like guys like Purdy or when Jimmy was on the Niners. You can just be a solid quarterback if the talent around you is really yeah. good. You can't yeah. get away with it on the crappy team. But the Washington, I remember last year in uh, right around Christmas, they were playing the 49ers. I remember watching them that when when Heineke was playing. Like They got good players at a lot of different positions. their quarterback positions. So if he, he just needs to play solid. And, yeah, they, they definitely could be right there with the Giants to be a wild card team.
2: John Minikoff, uh, NFL analyst and host of the 3 and Out podcast on the vo- Volume Podcast Network. Johnny, you're the best, man. Talk soon.
6: See you, Doug. Later. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
4: free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
2: Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. Mm. Mm. Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle on Save progressive.com. Here's Dan Byer with the game.
6: This is game time.
5: Don't Game time.
6: On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
5: Danny, what's the game today? Doug, the game is... Rank them. All right, Doug, rank your top three 2-0 teams in the NFL. There are nine of them right now.
2: Okay. Um, I know my one and two. Ironically, from the NFC, where everybody said the NFC stinks, um... And I can actually, I could find a way to go top three, but I'm going to put the Dolphins at three. Um, they did beat two teams that people expect, or at least one they expect to be in the playoffs. Two road wins to start the year.
5: Yes, um, I think their road. I the NFL did not do them any favors. Start the year in LA, fly home, then you got to fly up to Foxborough the next week for yeah, a Sunday night no, game. Hard.
2: And and it shall also be pointed out last year. The NFL did because when you play at this time of year in Miami, it's it's not just the weather. That sideline, you're like uh like bugs underneath a microscope. The the visor sideline, there's extra heat in the in the fourth quarter, right? So last year there's complaints. That's why teams wore down the Bills, for example. So this year, like all right, fine on the road and they're they're two. But to go
5: across country was a lot, yeah,
2: and against two good teams. Yep. Okay, Uh,
5: Dolphins at three. Cowboys at two, Niners at one. All right. All right, Doug, rank your top. So this is the best of the worst 0-2 teams in the NFL. Who do you like even though they're at 0-2 right now? Okay. Um, I'll put
2: Patriots three, Bengals two. Although, again, if Burroughs hurt, then I would substitute in sure. the Vikings in there and for three and then move the Patriots up and then Chargers won. Chargers numero uno. We're the best 0-2 team in the league, boys. <laughs> uh, there's your motivating speech there. We're the best of the worst. Uh, let's all go. is Here not lost at 0-2. One, two,
5: three, Chargers. And we only have limited data and a 17-game schedule on what a team that starts the season 0-2. All right, Doug, uh, the list of Hall of Fame nominees came out today. 173 names in all. There are nine names on the ballot for the first time. Six of those are names that, let's just put it this way, they're not offensive linemen. Sorry, Max Unger, Josh Sitton, and TJ Lang. They did not make this game. But rank your top three potential first ballot Hall of Famers for 2024.
2: Three is hard because I I, I could see a world where Jamar Charles would be in there. A short-lived, but very, very good career. Um, I'm surprised. like. Priest Holmes is a guy who should be considered as well. He only had three years, but they are three great years. Yes, three. but he's also not a first-timer. So I, a, I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the short-term guys in running backs, we've seen some adjustment over the past couple years. Yep. Uh, I think Brandon Marshall could be considered, but it's hard to not take the off-the-field stuff, and I don't remember him ever being the best in the league. I'll put Jordy Nelson at three. Probably not the statistical background to do it, uh, I'll put Jordy at three, Julius Peppers at two, and Antonio Gates at one. All right. Because there was a good portion of the time where Julius Peppers was considered one of the best pass rushers in the league, and Antonio Brown uh, Gates was the best tight end, pass catching tight end, for several years in the league.
5: Doug, rank your top three uh, schools in college football right now. Who's one, two, and three? Uh We did this last week as we well. Did. Yes. And I don't think anything changed, right? No. Well, maybe I mean, your opinion did. It's so hard to tell.
2: Put SC at three still. Okay. Uh, Michigan at two. I had them last week, right?
5: Yeah. I thought you had Texas at one.
2: Texas at one. And Texas at one. Texas at one. And I like, again, Georgia can be anywhere there. I just, I'm not, I don't know what Georgia is at quarterback. Sure. Whereas last year they had Grandpa it
5: there. Got all, got all they could handle from South Carolina this past weekend. Uh, finally, Doug, rank your top three cities to get a Major League Baseball team. This timely because the Tampa Bay Rays looks like they are going to get that new stadium, so they aren't going to move. What cities should get an MLB team?
2: I mean, I'm always down for Vegas. Right? And they look like they're yeah, going to get a team. But so. I'll put Vegas at three. Okay. Um, I'm going to put uh, Nashville at two everybody and everything is moving to Nashville, I'll put Portland at one. I'll put Portland at one. You know, they got the history with the pilots. Um, although Portland has gotten really weird as a city, still a great sports city. Sure.
5: And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is
6: game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
2: All right, coming up on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live in the tyrack.com studios. You get to finally hear what Sean McVay has to uh, say. Sean McVay has to say um, about uh, when he's finally asked about that that curious kick. Remember they had the kick? Where time was expiring and they're down 10 points and they kick a field goal instead of throwing it to the end zone or even taking a knee. Why would you do that? We'll find out. That's upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.